three absolutely unique, groundbreakingly chill, beer-drinking girls tackling topics that you probably don't care about with a hefty side of lukewarm social critique, the podcast no one was asking for. My name is Julia and I'm not like the other girls because I don't wear makeup, plus three for me. And I'm Ash and I'm not like the other girls because I get along better with guys. And I'm Lucy and I'm not like the other girls because I don't even know what nipple hair is. Uh, we want to start this week's episode, episode two, with um, an apology and a slight walk back. You know, we're starting off hot. We're already <laughs> fixing our mistakes. Last week, uh, in last week's episode, for any of you who may have listened to it, we talked about conspiracy theories and the topic of Hitler potentially only having one ball and the theory that goes along with that was mentioned and jokes were made. And we just want to make it absolutely crystal clear that there is no shame in only having one ball and that we love all men balls if they have them. If they don't, we're happy. Uh, And that no offence was intended. Absolutely no offence was intended. I took this as a particular sore spot because most of the men that I love dearly only have one ball. Uh, Not only have one ball, (laughs) have one full ball. And that's perfect. That's great with us. Honestly, I think it's actually better. You know? Less work. Less work. Yeah, honestly. And with that, we will move on to our first segment where we discuss something that's happened. Uh, this last week is the Dalai Lama turned around and turned out to be all men. As <laughs> most men do at some point. And stated that a female successor must be attractive or people won't want to look at her face. I have to say that I wholeheartedly agree with the Dalai Lama on this one. Um, that's really, honestly, when it comes to Theresa May, obviously we don't like her because she's ugly. I completely agree with everything she says. She's just hideous. I mean, the same goes for Maggie Thatcher, doesn't it? Any female, mm-hmm. Angela Merkel, they're all mm-hmm. just... Okay, to not be sarcastic for a second, if that was true, then there wouldn't be hatred towards... Alessandra Ocasio-Cortez, perhaps. Although she's not a ruler, per se. Uh, but they're definitely, it's definitely not to do with whether you're good-looking or not, Dalai Lama. Um, also, he's not a fucking oil painting himself, is he? That's, yeah, that's very true. It's one thing for him to turn around and say that, and like, yeah, maybe look in the mirror. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's a bit ridiculous. I'd, it's just... Shocked anybody? No. Like, of course, a powerful man has said this. Um, because we hear it all the damn time. It just, it never goes away. I don't think it'll ever go away. Uh, it's just so, so irritating. And you're absolutely right. Like, it's like, oh, well, if she's not attractive, they're not going to listen to her. And then it's proven many more times, like with someone like AOC, who is very conventionally beautiful. Yeah. People don't want to listen to her either. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, it's a woman speaking. And so this whole, like, you have to be pretty or no one's going to pay attention to you is like a diversion tactic of being like, focus on this thing instead and then we'll listen to you. But if you achieve that, they're like, oh, fuck, we've got to think of something else. <laughs> what else can we do to, like, not listen to her at all? <sighs> it's, the, it's the classic, isn't it kind of like the, the virgin whore? If you're beautiful, they're going to be like, well, you're just a dumb slut or you're working class as they do with AOC, for example. Mm-hmm. Piers Morgan during the week made a comment saying, uh, sh- uh, I, so AOC commented about Ivanka Trump being like, well, you don't really get to have so much of a political opinion just because your dad's famous. Um, and Piers Morgan said, well, at least she wasn't a bartender 18 months ago, which is a little bit of a, we all know it's a reach. Like, we know who Piers Morgan is, but it's a reach of an insult. But it's also, it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. At all, because most, oh, maybe Fuck you so for much. working hard to get here, is what he said. Right, exactly. Like, the whole thing that you're constantly yelling at poor people, like, if you just work hard enough, you'll make it, and then someone does it, and you're pissed off. Yeah. yeah. Like, Sorry. They're just not hiding at all. They're classist assholes. Like, it's insane. And just, Piers Morgan needs to retire. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We went from the Dalai Lama to Piers Morgan. And at the end of the day, we would have put them in two separate camps. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) You are not one of... You're not like two other girls. (laughs) (laughs) So, our topic today is um, fancying people. We were going to call it dating and then we realised, considering our audience is made up of only Irish people at the moment, uh, dating's a little bit... Nobody in Ireland really likes to say that they're dating someone, do they? Seems a bit of a strange word. It seems very formal or something, mm. I don't know. You're just kind of getting with someone or seeing them. You just fancy them and you ride them sometimes, that's about it. <laughs> like, that's it, I don't know, it's not dating. Dating's weird, no. 
We'll stay away from that word. In my head, dating is like you put on like a, a dress, like a ball gown style dress, and they like pick you up in their car and you go for a meal. Whereas all of the dates I've been on, I've just like scolded too many points too quickly. <laughs> Uh, or maybe gone for a walk. <laughs> Those are my dates. The only two dates that you could go on in Ireland. A walk or the pub. That's it. There's nothing else exists. Um, or pub and sober, which is a new thing that I'm experiencing. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, uh, I gave up alcohol. I went from dating with alcohol to dating without alcohol. And there are differences. Mainly that men find it weird. I find this really interesting where people, first for like a, a bunch of reasons, I think it's the two main reasons is, first of all, they're uncomfortable with how much their drink costs versus mine, because I'll only drink one or two non-alcoholics, mm-hmm. and then I'll switch to water, because I feel better. It's better for me, it's better for my pocket, it's better all around. So they'll be like buying something, or like I'll buy a round, and then I might just get them a drink or whatever, if I, depending on what stage I'm at, and then they feel really uncomfortable with like the exchange of money that's happened. I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I've offered you a drink, so I don't care. I'm going to buy a drink. That's what I've offered to do. And then also I've noticed not all the guys that I've dated when I've been sober, but um, I have noticed that they seem to be more uncomfortable with the fact that they are getting drunker and I'm not. So they're then thinking like, oh, well, I'm going to remember everything. And they might not remember. Like, you know, when you drink alcohol, you loosen up and you have like, more you'll you'll say more things that you potentially wouldn't have said before you'd be more likely to make a move or something like that um and I was definitely like that when I was drinking and I've pushed past that barrier through being sober so I understand where it comes from but it is a really interesting dynamic to be the sober person watching someone <laughs> dealing with this turmoil <laughs> in their head because you know that's what's going on or where they're like oh like I, and I, some of them have just said it straight out as well just being like I'm not like oh I don't know I feel about you not drinking which I think is insane but also a huge part of like Irish culture. I think and any like yeah. going out for drinks is a big thing. Like, what do you want to do? We'll go for a drink. And that's I think a common thing everywhere. Um so as a sober person, it doesn't really change anything for me. It makes my life easier because it means that I'm more in control and I feel much more comfortable in a situation. Um but it's been very fun to watch people grapple with the idea that I might not take some alcohol. Has anyone like thought that that was a deal breaker that just because you don't do drink alcohol that they're not going to go on another date with you? No, no, but I don't have it in any of my dating profiles because I think that it would be. I think, and I, like, I think um, that people would, especially in Ireland, people equate not drinking with not being good crack yeah. and not wanting to have fun or, um, or like the maybe like, oh, things won't go the way that they want, blah, 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 because you're not going to be maybe as easy or as up for stuff. Uh, and that's absolutely not true. Um, so I'm <laughs> I am still easy <laughs> I'm still on massive slopes <laughs> uh, so I think I, I'm I'm wary of how it definitely comes across um, because I know that my dating problems anyway come across quite serious because I'm very political and then I don't hide that so I was like there's just there's certain things I don't include that I'm vegan in dating profiles I don't include that I don't drink for the main reasons that I don't think that it should matter to the other person because I don't care what their lifestyle is. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm only looking for a vegan or I'm only looking for someone who's also sober. Um, and also I think when you state you don't drink, people think that you come from a background that you've had like a really, like you were an alcoholic. Yeah. And yeah. while I don't drink now because I, for like very, for reasons where I'm like, I don't like who I was when I was drinking, I much prefer who I am now. It, that's not what started it. Yeah. I was poor. <laughs> I couldn't afford it. So <laughs> that's what kicked it off. You do save so much money not drinking. Yeah, uh, having been briefly for remember the yeah. year that I was a non-drink I was also a non-drinker but uh, a lot of the time people didn't realize that I wasn't drunk so I got away with it like people were happy enough to write me regardless I guess there's a there is that thing where if you're going to specifically sleeping with people if you're going to sleep with someone who um isn't drinking you do kind of get that thing in your head well no sorry yeah it's actually the other way around isn't it when mm-hmm. if yeah, if I was sober and the other person was drinking, I'd always feel a bit like, ooh, is this okay? Am I taking advantage of yeah, you? Yeah. And then, whenever I have gotten with someone who isn't drunk, I also feel the same, and I'm drunk, I feel the same thing. I think I'm just generally uncomfortable. She's just a worried person. That's it's it. Like always worried. <laughs> just constantly worried. There's always going to be something wrong. Like, I would totally like date someone who doesn't drink. What if, right now, my lifestyle is pretty drinky? Yeah. 
uh, that would definitely go for us as well. No, not at all. No, yeah, a lot of my nights out do involve drinking, I guess. I just a lot of your nights do. involve drinking. Just a lot of my nights. My nights, God, I sound so bad, don't I? In a fun way. Oh, don't you think it's even worse? <laughs> so many nights, it's so much problems. worse. I'm not like the other alcoholic. <laughs> um, yeah, but it definitely does. And I think in Ireland, we just have this kind of almost reliance kind of in a way for like alcohol to go with the way that we have fun and so dates usually always involve alcohol in some way it's just easy to just be like oh I'll grab one pint with you and in a bar as well it can be like a real relaxed setting so it's so true I as I only realized pretty recently that I'm actually nervous every single time I go on a date I have my reasons but then when I get there I was like literally knock my first drink into me just to be like remotely comfortable around them and like drink for me also has this added bonus of being the most potent aphrodisiac <laughs> in the world like it is kind of a thing that everybody knows that when I've had a few drinks I am anyone's that was a joke <laughs> not that I'm anyone's but I'm definitely more sexually inclined which is a really polite way of saying horny <laughs> I think most people feel like that and I think yeah. that's the bonus I think that's why people kind of go let's go for a drink yeah because it'll speed things along whereas people might feel nervous I, unfortunately I'm not um, I'm usually my problem isn't that when I'm sober that I say too little it's more that I say too much <laughs> it's drink definitely helps with my nerves and then I'm much cooler and sexier I think I'm much cooler and sexier I think if you were watching me you'd be like who is that <laughs> but um, yeah I feel like when I go on coffee dates I actually say much worse things than I would if I was drinking the thing about alcohol is that you start laughing over dumb shit that doesn't that otherwise wouldn't be a conversation topic but when you have a coffee date, you have to like, I feel like you have to be always on. Mm. And it's always a bit like an interview, isn't it? Sober dates are interviews. Yes. Yes. When I don't like coffee dates. I'm not no. a fan. Why not? Uh, maybe I don't. It's because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, so I am such a dream today. Don't drink coffee. Don't eat meat. Yeah. Like, but I just, I think you've just like hit the nail on the head. It's, it feels like an interview. Um, my favourite coffee date slash worst one that I've ever been on was a guy in France so again for context I'm 5 foot 11 I'm 1 meter 80 I'm a tall girl and for a very long time I was like I can only really be attracted to people who are tall that's fading now but it's still like a thing that like kind of crops up and we had met on Tinder and I had asked him at his height um, and he, he was like well what height are you so I told him I was like 1 meter 80 and he was like oh then we're the same height and I was like I'm almost certain that's not true <laughs> but based off your photos but I was like willing to give it a shot and then we met up and I was a clear like three inches taller than him went for coffee and then halfway through it he was like so you were really one meter eighty and I was just like what did you think I was lying like it's also in my profile like I have it in the profile I was like how did you why would I just say that like why would that not be true I don't understand we did not meet up I ever think... again we both ghosted each other <laughs> Double ghost. I think maybe it's because nothing against guys who do this, but I think it's kind of typical for guys to lie about their height sometimes. Mm. So maybe they just think girls must also do that, but we don't. We're just Wild. tall bitches, and we <laughs> just say what height we are, and that's it. I will admit that I do lie about my dick size. <laughs> <laughs> we all do that. So moving on from talking about drinking, well, not drinking or drinking while dating. Um, let's just talk about generally fancying people. Personally, I think fancying people is the worst feeling in the world. I actively hate it. It's intense. It is very intense. You love fancying people. I do fancy a lot of people, but I think... <laughs> <laughs> but I think, no, it can be fun, but I think when you fully fancy someone, it's that proper intense feeling all the mm -hmm. time, and you're, you're a bit nervous around them, you don't really know what to say, you have those horrible feelings in your stomach... Yeah, it can. I haven't had that like actual fancying thing um, in since I got out of my five year relationship. Ooh, back in the dating game. Um, but I'm not looking forward to actually getting that because that ruins lives. Seriously, ruins lives. Oh man, it's so nasty. Even hearing Ash describe it, I feel like I started sweating. Lucy looks ill. Like, I really ill. Feel... You need to start filming this podcast <laughs> because I can see the sweat oh, pumping yeah. off her. Yeah. So, having known Julia slightly longer than Ash, Julia has heard me fancying people for a large amount of years. She can testify that I actively hate fancying people. Like, I hate it. I complain about it. 
I can't get them out of my mind and then I just feel sick and then you're like oh what if they don't fancy me and then you're like what if they do fancy me can sometimes be worse yeah. <laughs> like if they <laughs> don't fancy do me at least there's no- nothing else changes here this dynamic stays the same but if they like if they do fancy you're like oh god now there has to like it has to escalate because I love a good crush yeah a crush is a stupid. crush is where I'm like I think you're cute I like a little flirt but I have I don't envision this going anywhere I don't even envision like kissing you I love that that's good fun I really enjoy that fancying people stresses me out I tend not to have crushes on people unless it escalates you just go like from 0 to 100 either I hate your guts or I'm going to fancy you for life that is it no it can be a baby it can be a baby crush and I can have a baby crush for a while but if you don't cut off that crush for me it starts to bloom like mould I am a mouldy decrepit crushed woman it's her I actually can't I can barely talk about this I hate it so much and then after you fancy someone if they fancy you then you are in love which is at the time the best feeling in the world but then you kind of realise that you are kind of reacting to things differently because of it I realised that I sound like my dirty big Capricorn moon (laughs) there's also that added um, fun time when you fancy someone who's in a relationship Oh, that's rough. Yeah, that's a rough one. I can't remember the last time I fancied someone in a relationship. To be honest, it's yeah. <laughs> I guess it's tough because the, it, it's nothing's gonna come of it. Like it can't. Like you're not gonna be a homewrecker. But you obviously fancy this person, and especially like if you're even friends with them, and mm. it comes about that way, that makes it even harder. Because when you want to hang out with them, you're just always gonna have this. Oh, I really like you thing in the yeah. back of my mind, but we can't do anything about it because you're in a loving relationship. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Yeah, my totally happy. My track record and my stellar move is fancying people just as they're getting into a relationship. Oh, that's (laughs) the worst. That's that's the one that kills. We were like, well, fuck. I almost had a shot. Yeah. Often, like they're getting into a relationship with someone that they've built up. Like it's not like I've just met this person. So it is like ridiculous of me to be like, well, why didn't you just like leave that person and come find me? Um, but that's annoying because then you get to watch them be all like, this is new love. Oh, yeah. fuck you. That's the most annoying one then. They're new just so is... happy. You're oh. like, oh, great. That could have been me and you, but I'm just going to sit here and look at you. Thanks for that. <laughs> I've had this awful thing happen to me far too often. And then I start to question it. Am I the problem? Where I'll fancy people and then, you know, whatever happens, wherever, they end up fancying someone else and then they talk to me about it a lot. That's oh, gosh. Yeah. It's, it's just something that happens in my life again and again and again. And it's fine. But I'm not sure what the pattern is. I'm not sure if what about me gives out the vibes going, oh, oh, you don't fancy me, you fancy someone else. Why don't we talk about it in depth? Why Why are people, why am I so good to talk to that this happens to me? Because you're not like the other girls. I'm not That's like the other girls. I'm so chill. So chill. Nobody <laughs> wants to date me. Just talk to me about people they like. It's Ooh. so hard being in the friend zone sometimes because they just feel like I have so much to offer. You do sound like a muppet. <laughs> but that's why I'm in the front that's my room. sexy voice <laughs> this is me in the bedroom <laughs> take now slide it in if you need to pause this podcast to have a wank <laughs> we will not judge you <laughs> this is all very sexy right now oh god oh. this room oh. <laughs> okay so fancying people who don't fancy you back Painful. Lovely unrequited love. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jesus Christ. Is there, honestly, and I'm I'm not trying to be dramatic, is there a worse feeling than fancying someone who doesn't, like, not when you think they don't fancy you back, when you know, yeah. when you go out of your way, you take a leap and you're like, do you know what? I'm a modern woman. I'm confident. I'm going to tell you how I feel about you. And they just, squish your feelings. Um, it sticks with you. Mm. It does. I will say, though, the worst part of that is when you are like, I'm going to say it, we're going to like have a conversation about it, and then the other person turns you down, which is fine, they're allowed to, but then treats you with pity. Oh, oh I hate both And you're like, fuck you, oh. you piece of shit. Like, I'm a big-ass girl, like, I'll bitch and moan to my girlfriends about this, but I'm not, like, you don't have to, like, treat me with, like, first of all, I think also that helps you move on really quickly because you're like oh you're an actual ass (laughs) (laughs) there's just oh it's so gross 
when they're just like yeah like I'm so sorry and then they will your like relationship changes afterwards like because it's just fancy it does yeah. change we can move on but I've had I've had that back in college when I really fancied someone they didn't fancy me back but when it was made clear that I fancied them they didn't want anything to change in our relationship so they still wanted us to be just as good friends oh. and just to act exactly the same way which is kind of cruel. Mm, like, yeah, I think if I someone agree. knows that like you fancy them and they don't fancy you back in that way, you, you can't continue the relationship the same way. Yeah. Someone's more in control, always, always. So, yeah, that was a big bummer. Yeah, but that's like, that's just such a shitty power play. Yeah. I think you always have to acknowledge that someone fancies you and unfortunately I think you have to change your behaviour and to some extent you do it would be lovely if we were in like a post-sexual society unfortunately we're not like whenever I fancied someone and they've rejected me I do find it difficult to be around them because you always have that little glimmer of hope too yeah that's true it's the, the problem glimmer. is the glimmer of hope and you try you try your hardest to, to blow out that candle <laughs> you spit all over it it's like your fourth birthday cake it's covered in your, your snots too but no matter what you do, you're always like on the bus home. Like, do you know what? I feel like that was actually uh, them flirting with me. I think they actually, you know, I think that this message means more than it says. There's that whole narrative where you're like, oh, you know, like they laugh a lot around me. And like, I don't think I feel this between us if we both didn't feel it. Yeah. Mm. You start tricking yourself. And then especially then if they don't change their behavior in any way and still maybe act kind of flirty towards you or something, then you're going to keep thinking that. The only way you can get over that is if you stop either acting that way together or just take some space, take some time away from each other and stop hanging out, which is... Have you ever had someone um, that you fancy sleep with you or kiss you or spend time with you in a misleading manner regardless? Yes. Yeah. I think... Like, at what level? Was it sleeping with you? Was it kissing you? Mine was kissing, but there was other, like, suspect behaviour that when I looked back at it, I was like, this is, this is wrong. I mean, like, you know, making me pick them up after night's out. What? And, <laughs> um, and then being like, hey, I've never to stay, can I sleep in your bed? But we're not going to get together because I don't fancy you, we're just friends. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Then shifting me right before they went to sleep and then was like, oh yeah, there you go. And that was for you. That was for you. I actually was... already heard the story. Yeah. So fucked up. It's awful. Ew. Yeah. That's it was gross. Bad. It, was, it was bad. Like that person knew that they could be controlled over mm-hmm. me because I fancied them and they did that. That's bad. But I feel like at least if they acknowledge they have the control. I've had it. I've had not what? one. <laughs> well, Here we go. Like, I'm an abusive person, but I'm acknowledging it so we can continue on this way. But at least they're Iris manipulating you. This podcast has descended into chaos. Lucy actually is not like the other girls. And we're kicking her out. Okay, okay, to clarify. No, I don't condone abuse. <laughs> However, I've been in situations where people cared about my feelings so little that they just kind of not even care. And multiple times, this isn't this isn't anyone in particular. It's happened to me multiple times where I fancied someone and then they've just been like, do you want to sleep together? And you're not going to say no to somebody yeah. that you fancy. Yeah. You can have, okay, during the week I had the a moment of intense self-control that honestly both of these women uh, saw this, witness this, and I was so impressed with myself. A man at a pizza cone stand. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I knew it was going to be the pizza cone. I knew it was going to be the self-control. I knew it was going to be the pizza cone. A man at a pizza cone stand uh, tried to convince me to hold the pizza cone and not eat it. And he was like, oh, if you have a bite and you, you don't like it, I won't make you pay for it. But also it was oddly flirty, but we'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> He was like, I won't make you eat it, but if you eat some, then you have to pay for it because you're going to love it or whatever. So I held, he like forced me to hold the pizza cone, which was really weird. So I held the pizza cone and didn't eat it and handed it back to him. And honestly, I think I reached like enlightenment. I presume that's what it feels when you like, when you go clear in Scientology. I was so <laughs> impressed by myself. Yeah. Even if I have the self-control not to eat a pizza cone that a weird flirty older man puts in, <laughs> basically puts in my hand mm-hmm. and I won't eat it. I don't have, when, if someone, nobody can resist. Is there anybody in the world who would be able to say no to sleeping with someone that I fancy? 
I oh, I've done wouldn't that. Be able to. You said no to someone that you fancy, even with someone you fancy. Because I knew that it would be detrimental. So I I swing way to the opposite, where I will sabotage myself at like the detriment of potential happiness. Mm-hmm. So like where someone yeah. like someone I fancy, they're like they make a move, but in my head, and this is especially when I was younger. I'd be like, no, because I, I didn't want people talking about it. That was a huge part of it for a really yeah. long time, was mm-hmm. I didn't want people talking about my business, um, especially that kind of stuff. I did not want to be vulnerable, and I was like, I don't trust that this person isn't going to hurt me. Not always the case. Sometimes it was just in my head. Yeah. Um. So I have definitely stopped myself or been like, I'm shutting this down, or I'm not going to do anything about this, because I'm protecting myself from future pain that wasn't even on the books, that wasn't there. So I've done it. It's not good at all, because then you're like, well, that's a missed opportunity. And as I get older, I'm like, you take those chances and then if it doesn't work out it's crap at the time yeah. but it's equally as crap to have not taken yeah. those chances and to have gone well maybe I missed out on something great you know can I formally disagree I disagree <laughs> I fully disagree sometimes you know how people go better to have lo- better to have loved than lost than not to have loved at all mm-hmm. no 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 sometimes the love isn't worth the hurt oof that is some real truth right there, and I'm <laughs> here for it, honestly. <laughs> but I think both true. sides of the coin are, are valid and true, and they come from different places as well. Um, and whatever like place that you're in at that time, you're just going to have to ride that wave, unfortunately. You said something earlier, though, about um, the older guy giving you the pizza cone, which makes me want to talk about age gaps. Uh-huh. What do we think? I think, well, we, so we did talk about this earlier in our pre-podcast sessions um that it does depend i think on the ages yeah so as we said like if it's a 17 year old and a 26 year old that is no like big red flag that is disgusting that should not happen but i guess if it's a 26 year old and a 32 year old or something they're, they're kind of more on the same level so it works out it's definitely closer although if someone is in their like let's say their mid 30s if someone in their mid 30s exclusively dates women who are in their early to mid 20s i kind of yeah it's a bit of a red flag to me i kind of wonder like what are you afraid of women your own age Mm notice women or men sorry women men or our nb friends what are you afraid of them noticing about you that maybe someone slightly younger may not notice that's how I see it. That's true. I guess you kind of have to look at maybe a history. If it is always younger women or younger men or younger people, then there must be something kind of going on. Like, what is it? And I think part of it is also how you guys have met. Because an older yeah. man and a younger woman who... And when I say that, I'm talking like someone in their early 20s and someone... Early to mid-20s and someone like early to mid-30s. That kind of age gap. Um, so totally consensual. But if you guys have gotten to know each other through a group of friends or you're both like, you mm. work together, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. If you have organically met and had a, like a friendship or a previous relationship and it's turned into something more, I have much less of an issue with yeah. that than someone who's on a dating app and who's actively selecting the age, yeah. like 22, when they know full well that they're 35. Yeah. You know? That's bad. That's my That's problem really too. Bad. That's the scary part where you're like, you... Because like... At my like the age of I'm 26 and I think I have it set to I think 24 25 to like 33 yeah um and even 24 I'm like huh, I don't know because like I'm 26 <laughs> I'm yeah. an older lady I'm in a different part of my life <laughs> I'm an old woman <laughs> but like you know you you choose what ages you're comfortable with dating yeah. in that or what you theoretically you're like I'd be willing to entertain the idea of dating a person this age and so when a man in their 30s being like 21 solid no <laughs> problems absolutely going we're for it we're definitely in the same place in our lives this is it right it's, it's a place I think it's more of a place thing than an age thing so like I for a while was talking to someone who was um a little younger than me but like you're in a different Okay, so you're working full-time, for example. Someone who's not working full-time is in a different place. Right. they got hella way more free time. And I'm not saying that being in university is not hard. Being in university is mm-hmm. hard. It's just different. Yeah. You know, like, I can't, you know, I'm not going to be hungover most weekdays. I try really hard not to. Some of some us are okay with that, and that's fine. That's the lifestyle. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can handle it. You can handle it. I can't. I'm just, you know, I'm looking for somebody who's going to... Uh, Go on, like, a hike with me and, like, 
rub my back and make my dinner. Please, mom, live with me. Yeah, I was going to say, are you looking for your mom? I'm looking for my <laughs> you mom. one of those guys. I just want my mom. No, I'm also kind of looking for something exciting and someone who's willing to do more adventurous things. But also, I'm not going to be able to go interrating for three months. Yeah. So yeah. it's a bit of, like, I want someone who's like, okay, I'll go on a weekend trip to somewhere in Europe. I don't want someone who's going to go, let's move to Canada next month. And mm-hmm. can't do, I can't be at that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a grown-up, you know? I have my life. And, like, I feel like sometimes young people know things that I don't know now. And I'm 24, so I'm a baby. I'm a, an actual baby. When I talk about how old I feel in work, everyone's like, just shut up, Lucy. You are an actual idiot. Um, but, like, yeah, people talking, people make, like, memes and stuff they don't understand. Uh, they watch TikToks. Oh, yeah. I'm not here for TikToks. Not here for TikToks. <sighs> It's a lot. Brockhampton. I know you two like Brockhampton. I love Brockhampton. I, I haven't been able to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Julia. What? As, as the general theme, Julia does not know what Brockhampton is. Julia knows is. nothing. Lucy's too old for her age. She <laughs> <laughs> just drinks a lot. I guess that's it. People fancy you for a reason that you're not okay with. Yeah. Like what? Elaborate. So people will people will be like, do you know what? I think I fancy you because you're really chill. I find that hilarious because I'm the least chill person I know by far. Um, but for they, this is literally one of the reasons why we wanted this title of this podcast because like people label all three of us as chill people because we're inverted commas not like the other girls whatever that even means i'm exactly like the i go out of my way to be exactly like the other girls but it's weird when someone tells you like i'm attracted to you for this thing and you don't identify as that yeah and i had a real issue with this this is gonna sound like oh i actually hate how this is gonna sound but this was happening to me a lot when i was in paris um where i would be talking to people online and then they would like be like i really want to see you you want to like get a drink because you're really sexy the basis of this is that I had long curly hair and big boobs. That was the entire thing. They outright told me that this is the reason why. This is what I'm like using as sexy. But I really don't like my boobs, as we've all spoken about before. Um, because they're a pain in the ass. I would like much smaller ones. And so I don't like... And I was sexualized really young for them. So I really don't like that. And I ended up cutting off all my hair. And I'm not going to lie. But part of the reason was that people would fuck off and stop sexualizing me so much. Um... But, and I, again, I don't think that comes from people who are like, like, oh, like, you're attractive. It's just like, no, they're like, I've been trained to think, see big boobs and like thick long hair. And I'm like, that's what sexy is. Um, so when people were telling me that, I was like, I don't, I, that word doesn't mean anything to me. I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's not a word I used to describe myself. And I'm happy that way as well. So it's something I aspire to be. So I really find it really irritating when people are like, and then also, because usually that was all it was yeah like that's all that it is they didn't care about anything yeah else. like they don't care about anything else so like I'd be like trying to like, have like a more like conversation about feminism or just what's going on in the world or that kind of stuff and I would just kind of like always circle back to being like but you've got big tits and I'd be like bye <laughs> talk chilly and that is this conversation is done now <sighs> over and done with or when men tell you that you are something even though you completely say no oh don't even get me started on this one when people just, uh, I think the thing with that, so I've been called by more than one man um, mysterious before, and I'm the least mysterious person in the world. I just say it as it is, even if I don't mean to, I just word vomit everything and you're just going to know what it is. But I feel like the guys, uh, well, some of the guys that I've been with previously, they don't like the answer that I give. So then I'm mysterious and they want to like get to know, they're like, no, that's not what you mean. I know what you mean. No, you don't. I just told you. You don't know me better than I know myself. I'm 26 years old now. I have a good grasp. I'm not mysterious. I'm just giving you an answer that you don't like. Which mm. really pisses me off. Yeah. It's a really immature response for that. I also hate when people tell me what I'm like as well. Especially when they're really confident about it. Yeah. Like when they're like, oh, you're like this. I'm like, no. I do this awful thing where sometimes... Um, I play the role of someone else to uh, shift people. I wouldn't do it if I was getting into a rela- if I was running into a relationship with someone. I wouldn't ham up anything. You're from a different country. Just like personality, different Personality <laughs> I have a new name. I go by Jenna. Yeah. I have a wig and a breastplate <laughs> and bum pads. 
No, I'll play up certain aspects of my personality because I know they're more man friendly, which is horrific. Okay. Yeah. I also do it for oh. women. I also have a, a gay persona too. I have gay persona and I and they're actually kind of the same thing. I play up the fact that I'm a writer, even though I haven't written anything in a creative manner for like two years. talk about fancying people you kind of have to talk about why you fancy them um and i guess there's like everybody has their own like weird little things and reasons that they fancy people um i'd say we have some pretty peculiar ones so i have a weird one that i've recently realized um because i've oh i've heard a lot of the time people being like oh it's like it's sexy if you speak um like this language or this accent and i've Mm -hmm. never understood that as i'm half french this podcast they're learning so much about me <laughs> so I speak French I've spoken French longer than English I have both like both um, languages and my I do have a slightly Irish accent I guess when I speak in French but for the most part people don't really know mm-hmm. where I come from which is great fun so I've been told before would be like oh like it's so sexy when you speak French and I don't get that and I think that's because half of my family is from that country <laughs> and it would be sort of strange if I was attracted to them but then that has panned out for everyone I'm never attracted to people who can speak their um own language wait you're never attracted to anyone who can speak for that reason for that reason like i'm you can speak your own language i don't fancy you so i don't fancy anyone if you speak english i don't fancy you if you speak french and you're from france i don't fancy you if it's your first language that's not going to be a reason that's going to like hook me okay but if it's a language that you have learnt, then i'm very intrigued and it like piques my interest i'm like oh this is cute and i don't know what it is i don't know why like a passion language no, like not necessarily. There's just no other context other than like this is like a, a language that you have learned. Usually, also it doesn't apply to English because like English is just such a a normal thing yeah. in our lives that it's like, a little bit. It's very niche. It's very niche, but it's just I think part of it is a, like because I think that then this usually would apply to people with third or fourth languages. Where I'm like, that's crazy. The fact that someone has the headspace to have that that many languages, languages. I find that really really attractive. Do you know what is actually awful? Sometimes I struggle to fancy people who are much, much better than me. So if someone can speak four languages, I'm kind of like, do you know what? Fuck you. I'm not going to fancy you. <laughs> you're much too good for me. I do. I understand that though. I see where you're going with that. Is it a competitive kind of thing or is it just you don't want yeah. to feel inferior? It's both. It's Yeah, it's the competition and the inferiority thing. I tend to gravitate towards people that I either think I'm slightly funnier than or slightly smarter than or slightly better looking than because those are the three things that I probably value the most about myself <laughs> um, and then sometimes you'd be in a situation for example where you date someone that is funnier smarter speaks more languages is probably more attractive than you I'm so not used to it I'm kind of in a similar situation at the moment I am in this situation at the moment I don't know why I'm tiptoeing um, I've just you know when you meet someone who is better than you and you're kind of like but I liked being the pretty, funny, smarter one. That was the dynamic that everyone was like, how did you get Lucy? But now I don't want to be, I don't want people being like, how did you get X, Y, Z? You want to be the better person in the relationship. Yes. This is just a... I'm just a narcissist. Side note, don't date Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I was basically a, What does it say about me if she's dating me? A full podcast episode being like, nah, I hate you. Um, no, 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 no. They're fully allowed to have loads of other great qualities that I super like just not the ones that you have just not those three I was like There's smarter th- is okay smarter is fine as long as I'm funnier like it's okay <laughs> I have to have one of them one of the three okay, okay. Yeah. that's fine one of those specific three that's fair uh, I want everyone to know it and I want everyone to say it to me I want everyone to be like do you know what Luz you're funnier than your partner and I'll be like thank you so much I won't tell them and then like you have an argument you're like do you know what they said I'm funnier than you <laughs> and you have the ammo <laughs> What goes on in your head? No, to be honest, I one of my weird uh, kinks <laughs> are people who don't like me. Um, <laughs> people who are actively mean to me. Um, we've we've actually played people Lucy fancies bingo before. Um, it was like a little jokey joke that we used to have, where especially the men that I fancy kind of have loads of similar traits. Where, they, where they'll say things like, "I'm I'm not woke." and uh, they'll just be generally a little bit problematic sometimes and they'll be mean to me and they'll say something there is someone that I uh, I probably quite seriously dated who said I used to hate you and if there's any red flag out there in the world rather than someone saying I used to hate you what 
kind of a person dates someone who literally told them to their face, I used to hate you? And just goes, that's fine. Me. Me is that type of person. <laughs> but I think maybe it has become ingrained in me where I think it's sexy for someone to actually not like me. I will say that I think I've, I've definitely been on the verge of that sort yeah. of ideology and now it's transformed into I think it's sexy when someone challenges me mm-hmm. yes. so I love I mean I'm a big talker we're doing a fucking podcast <laughs> yeah. for fuck's sake but I like my big interest would be like things like feminism and like society and what's happening yeah. and like I'm a very big social justice warrior because I'm that kind of person and I love when I say something and I'm challenged by it in there's a specific way to do it if you're just being like no I think you're wrong and that's it. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me a question that forces me, like ask me a question that shows that you're interested, but that mm-hmm. forces me to sort of elaborate and prove my point. Yeah. Huh, I'm into that. That's hot. That is so hot. That is the best thing you could possibly do. A yeah. good verbal spar. Oh, it's oh. so good. It is so good. I, I find that, I actually do find that so like genuinely arousing. Oh, a good verbal spar and I'd be like, yes, I didn't need alcohol. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, a, I think a good relationship is when someone can note that you've met your match. Mm-hmm. intellectually because mm-hmm. um, I need that stimulation and it's so fascinating yeah. to like talk to somebody and so I love watching people and this is not unique at all I think everyone's like that where you watch someone talk about something that they're passionate about and you can just like see they're like they just know everything yeah. it makes so me sexier cool. though it's oh so yeah. yeah so hot just be passionate about something although although although, 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 although. just make sure it's a good thing yes <laughs> yes so, like there are there are things that are not cool to be no. passionate about <laughs> What about like a bird? See, like, okay, yeah, it's all good and well. A bird. For, not bird. What about bird? Oh. Moths. Oh, I thought you like, are they women? Birds? Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, so I could I was going to I guess. I, I personally would not like it with my big giant fear of birds, but if you guys want to date bird lovers, go well ahead. <laughs> what if someone was perfect for you on paper and like really attractive mm-hmm. and cared about you a lot and kind of like, was like perfectly funny the right level of intellectual intelligence and kind of interested in enough things but not too many things except they were they kept loads of birds in their house what would you do i would die i'd no i i would run out of the house i would be like no i don't care if they're not willing to give up the birds it's like it's me or the birds that's it they won't give up it's okay so say you're already in love with them yeah would you try to make them give up the birds i would definitely make them give up the birds 100 percent. i wouldn't even no i could not set foot in their house Ever. What, and if they had that many birds, it would be disgusting. What if they're in cages? That's I just think they're flying around that, loose. That's even worse. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. It's my biggest fear. I would never. That's like me saying, if a man kept a rats. thousand rats in his house. But remember, I was trying to date loads of rat moms on Tinder because that's all of gay Dublin. <laughs> gay female Dubliners is women who will do your star charts for you and own rats. I wish this was a joke. <laughs> Like, I'll do you a star chart, baby. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not a rat keeper. So, what is a deal breaker for you guys? Like, do you mean on a first date or when you're getting to know somebody or just in general? Or if you're in general, to... like, what would be something that you're like, oh, this is just... Let's say before you go on the date. Like, the, the first thing. If someone says, hello, how are you on Tinder? That's not Absolutely. Thing. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a hard no. Um... Or like, you're cute. If it's anything, if the first thing they say to me is about my appearance, I'm like, nope. Because yeah. I already know you're attracted to me. You already know I'm attracted to you because we fucking swiped on each other. Yeah, exactly. So if that's, if the only thing you can talk about then is that I'm like, I'm not interested. <laughs> Ash, any deal breakers? Um, I think mine, and this is like, this is a really petty one. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the headspace that I'm in right now. But if they're over eager, I'm just like, <laughs> no. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, I just, I can't. If they're just really just too intense before I've even met them yeah, it just I puts agree. me off yeah. I can't do it I'm, I, if you haven't even met me and you're this intense about me what are you going to be like when you meet me yeah, yeah. that's for sure why do you think they're into you so much because I can't <laughs> <laughs> why do you think they're into you so much like what do they say that makes you feel like they're over eager well I haven't, I haven't really had it I mean I'm only starting to go on dates now so I just went on my first one not too long ago um, of which I did tell people like oh god he's way too eager and they asked well what did he say and I replied he said he's looking forward to it um, everyone <laughs> then just looked at me with the weirdest expression going are you for real you're an idiot go on the date um, and I did it was fine uh, definitely don't think there's going to be a second date why not 
So this is another deal breaker for me, but this is more of a deal breaker when you're meeting them. Yeah. Bad kissers. I can't deal with a bad kisser. Especially, so the guy that I went on the date with was a good few years older than me. And I think at that age, if you don't know how to kiss, you are never going to learn how to kiss. No. It was horrendous. He like bit my lip so hard that I thought he was going to rip it off. I was fully just going to be like, I'm not going to have a face. This is it. This is the most horrible most painful thing I've ever had to go I've been through a lot of painful things I did hell and back you did hell and back I did hell and back covered in bruises nothing could prepare me for that pain of that kiss it was it was so bad and I thought he was nice but I was like there's not a hope in hell that I am ever going to go on another date with you why was it a bad kiss? as I said it was just biting was it just the, but like was the, okay now disclaimer I am a biter I don't think you would be the same biter. Like, this is Hannibal Lecter biting. Like, I think he wanted to tear the lip off you. I've had... Okay, only when I've had a few drinks, I've had people complain and be like, look, that's actually far too much. It's genuinely painful. Will you stop? And then I'm kind of like... <laughs> but this is the first kiss as well. I get you. But, like, like, what was the rest of the kiss like? I feel like you're only focusing... What, bit, what was, like, the lip-to-lip was, lip ratio? It was... How much tongue? It was a little bit of kiss, maybe, like, a second and a half, and then a five-second long bite. Oh wow! Ew. Yeah, and then is a, there any tongue before the bite? No, but that's but the bite is kissing third base. Where's second just, base? He just you don't skip from a... kissing first base straight to third base. Right. Sorry, I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad, and then it was maybe another second and a half of a kiss. Me kind of leaning back a bit more because I was I knew there was going to be another bite, and there was two in a row. So oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm imagining you. like the chat chat slide, like bite, bite slide. <laughs> and yes. I was like in my head, I was like. Don't move because if you try, <laughs> <laughs> he's a predator. It's like I don't know. There's like a bear or something. I don't know. Um, it's like don't move because if you make a sudden movement, you're gonna lose some flesh. Exactly, oh would have. You'd I be definitely like, would have. Oof, it was bad. I had a guy once just like bit his entire tongue into my mouth, and <laughs> so I like vibrated there. Like it like, didn't really move, and I was kind of like, I'm gonna choke. <laughs> I won't be able to breathe. Like, this is the problem. Like, it was a lot. So bizarre. I don't like, if it's a first kiss, I don't like it to be too tonguey. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Too much tongue is that, like, someone who's just kind of, like, ram their tongue. It makes me feel like a sex object. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm yeah. like, I'm, you know, I might make jokes like I'm doing it all the time. I'm going to tell you something just for you podcast listeners. I very, very do it. And I like to be treated like a dainty china teapot I want some I'm a lady I want someone to give me a little I am like the other girl (laughs) (laughs) I want a little and then I want a little bit of tongue and then I'll bite you and you're not like to complain about how sore it is that's how it is for me I've been told I'm a good kisser before what about you guys no I've been told I'm a good kisser same but I'm also always perpetually terrified that I won't be I know and you show sometimes always scared of it yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's times, you know, when sometimes you have a bad kiss and you're like, oh, was it me? But sometimes maybe it is you, mm. but sometimes you can't help it. Yeah. Sometimes also just like whatever way I've been kissing for an extended period of time yeah. is different to how the other person is. So yeah. like, so you gotta give it a, well, I mean, if you're going to lose like body parts, don't <laughs> like just run from that. But if like, you know, sometimes it's like, mm, that's a little awkward. That's the, you kind of like figure it out from there. Yeah. I also just hate like kisses that just don't, I kissed a guy once and it was it was the same kiss for half an hour. Oh, there's oh no, like, no, no variation. Okay, no, no variation, not nothing, good. like, at all. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. And I fucking tried. And I was like, <laughs> we're going to make this work. I'm just not that talented. I'm so sorry. I actually can't believe that would happen. It was... Because, like, it started and I was like, okay, we're just, like, we're listening up. And then I was like, it's been 20 minutes. And nothing has, has changed. Do you not even, like, put any moves on you? No. And I tried to make him... <laughs> I tried to guide it and it just this didn't happen. It was. I'm gonna take the biter back. <laughs> <laughs> it's but it's bad out there. It's not. It's slim pickings. Yeah. Then yeah. like then you kind of like I don't know. Then you sometimes wonder if are they a bad kisser or are they just not to your taste? Oh yeah, I think there's definitely there are times when that's. I think if you're getting your <laughs> lip taken off you, you're kissing, a bad kisser. Yeah, bad kisser. But then other times it's. Like, probably, I just like a bit more of a passionate kiss yeah, than this I get person that. did. But don't bite so hard that the other person fears for their bodily parts. I feel kind of attacked right now. <laughs> she's, like, looking at me directly as well. <laughs> Sorry, that's kind of my thing. 
bad dates. Anyone got any fun stories? Any bad? Well, I guess the I guess the a bad date is one where someone bites you that hard in the mouth. Yeah. And that was my first date in five years. Cool. So you know, I started off real well. I'm not going on another date for a long, long time now. <laughs> Scared me for life. Um, yeah, and before that, I didn't really date. So that's my one and only real date story. It was horrendous. Wow. Welcome to the club. I Thank have you. <laughs> a few. I have one in particular that is my favorite date and also the worst date I've ever been on. So I'm with a guy. This is when I was living in Paris. And... Uh, we were talking and then not talking and then all of a sudden I got a text one day saying are we still on for drinks tonight I have no recollection of agreeing to drink so in hindsight I think he just kind of went for it mm-hmm. and to be fair I'm like fair play <laughs> it's a move pretty clever technique yeah. it works because <laughs> I was like well I have no plans so sure so we made plans this is something that really irritated me this may have irritated me more than anything else that happens on this date but he was adamant about going to a specific place in Paris it's really expensive and I was like we should go to this area because it's cheap like drink is you know cheaper we, he was like no let's go here and we want to go here so it's like he must know a bar that he really wants to go to yeah so it's like fine so we show up first of all pictures don't totally match but he's still cute so i'm willing to like look past it he tries to kiss me directly on the mouth which is not okay like <laughs> in france we do the bees cheek to cheek that's totally fine don't kiss me on the mouth absolutely not <laughs> oh, horrifying and then i was like so where do you want to go and he was like oh i don't really know any bars because he didn't drink. So I was like, you're not drinking alcohol. So why do you care about where we are? When I was like, for price reasons, <laughs> like, let's go here. So we ended up going to another place. Um, he got a Coke. I got a beer. All's fine. And we're talking and it's pretty chill. I, I'd already like kind of figured it at this point. And I was like, I don't think he's going to be a second date. But you know, you seem yeah. like you're smart. We could have a nice conversation. It'll be fine. And then asks me, because he knows I'm Irish, obviously if Ireland is a Catholic country. And so I start this like spiel of being like, we are legally quite Catholic because like the Catholic church in our constitution, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And as I was about to segue into, however, I having not been raised as a Catholic disagree with it. And I would rather that we were secular. He cuts me at this point to inform me that he is a, like an ardent Catholic. Like he's absolutely goes to church every night, ma- like every Sunday. He's always at mass, very big believer and finishes this little rant with, I just think, that if you aren't a Catholic, then you're a psychopath. <laughs> oh, God. I asked him to repeat himself because I was like, I must have misheard you. Like, there's no way you actually said this. He said you're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, no, no. That is what I said. You're fine. And that launched just the weirdest conversation I've ever had where he's like, I'm against sex before marriage. I'm against divorce. I was like, would you not think that people, you know, if parents are divorced, that it's like unhappy, like keeping them together and unhappy is worse, like for the kids. And he was like, well, no, I'm really blessed that my parents are still together. And I was like, yes, but are they happy? You're not answering this question. Um, Against abortion. Wasn't a fan of gay rights. Like, he was kind of like, so I would think of gay marriage. And he was like, well, it's legal now, so I wouldn't change it. But I was like, okay, fantastic. Um, absolutely mad stuff. And then this whole conversation just kind of continued and meandered and meandered. And I was like, because at this point I was like, well, we're definitely not mm-hmm. going to see each other. So I was like asking all of the questions and being devil's advocate and enjoying every moment of it. And then when we left, he tried to kiss me again. I don't know what part of you. <laughs> what? Wow. Because <laughs> like, again, the bees, very polite thing that everybody does. Yeah. Did the same thing. I was like, did you not, were you not on the same day as me? <laughs> Like, at all. And for context, I'm sure you've guessed by now, but I'm a fairly liberal person. <laughs> and the only reason I like, figured it afterwards that he really pushed to be like, I want to go on a date with this person is because he knew I was Irish and he assumed that if I was from Ireland, I would also be very Catholic and therefore it would all break out. And I was like, if that is, that was clearly his deal breaker. So that's your deal breaker. You mentioned that up front. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was insane. Yeah, you say that, like... If that's you all your like, profile, like... Right. Know. I think, maybe... Okay, look, if he's going to be a real Catholic, as in a genuine, honest-to-goodness Catholic, what's he doing on dating apps? What is he doing on Tinder? What's he doing? Trying to kiss you twice. <laughs> there should be, like, there's, like, Catholic Christian dating sites, isn't there? Christian yes. Mingle. Yep. Yeah, go on that. Go on Don't that dating. It cost me, like, seven euro on a pint. Oh, yeah. For a man who tried to kiss you twice and only wanted you if you were Catholic. Told you a psychopath, basically. Yeah. Called all psychopaths. Yeah. I'm offended now. I want to know who he is. I don't remember his Let's name. It's been a long time. I, I'm kind of lucky to have not been on any bad dates, per se. Um, 
yeah, I've, like my dates have always been pretty mediocre. Um, <laughs> that's nearly worse, isn't it? A mediocre date. A bad date, at least you got a story. That's true. I got yeah. something out of it. Mediocre, you just feel a bit meh. Yeah. I guess uh, Tinder is an interesting, an interesting old game. Because you either have people who are looking just to shag you or people who want who want a girlfriend right now right here right now you're their girlfriend um so i guess i didn't have a bad date but i went on a date with someone and uh number one we were talking about um repeal specifically and they were like do you know like it's good for people who are interested in it like obviously that's your thing that's your business but i'm not gonna do anything to i'm not gonna do anything to work towards it and i was like okay definitely a word to say considering how passionate i was about it but Whatever, I'll let that one go. Then just from the way he was talking. And also just a weird thing to say, considering he may want to put his dick inside of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a thing you may need to access at some point, be it for like healthcare or just for your own choice. But I'm not going to do anything to yeah, ensure that the women that I want to ha- be in a relationship with will have access to their bodies. Yeah. Insane. Sorry, it's continue. It's a fair minimum, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Fair freaking minimum. Um, I started getting the impression, though, when I was on a date with this particular guy, that he, because he wasn't really listening to me, like he was saying all the words like, yeah, and mm-hmm, and asking the question, but he didn't really care what was coming out of my mouth. And I can tell, I'm not that stupid. Like I was like, I know you don't care. And then like, he, he was kind of like commenting on my appearance, being like, oh, you look as good as you do in your pictures and stuff. It was just kind of like constant That's weird stuff. Yeah, it was a little weird. Um, and then like, I kind of like had this vision of myself as his girlfriend, like sitting with, uh, sitting at his friend's birthday, like, laughing really loudly in like a sundress with a corona light being like ha oh, you're so right <laughs> oh no football's not for me at all <laughs> um, and I was like no do you know what you want me to be if someone wants me to be their girlfriend it has to be because they want me to be their girlfriend mm-hmm. I don't want to just be someone's fill-in girlfriend right no do I expect people to be my fill-in boyfriend because I fancy a boyfriend right here right now or girlfriend or partner absolutely <laughs> Life is complicated. We can't always be consistent. I think that's like a nice note to end on. Dating in general, there's no like right way to do it. None of it's linear. You kind of just have to be open. I honestly don't think anyone should go into dating expecting anything. Mm. You shouldn't go start dating people because you want to be in a relationship. I don't think you should date people because you just want someone to, to fuck around with either. I think you kind of have to go into it and go, let's see what I think of this person. And then be open to any of the consequences of fancying someone. It's true. So wise. So wise. That's because we're not like the other girls. We understand. <laughs> we get it. I'm not even trying to get a boyfriend. I'm super cool with being casual. Though. Just texting you whenever you're drunk and lonely. <laughs> Once a month, that's okay. That's fine. That'll do me. A time when we reflect upon the shitty things that men have done to us specifically or to the wider world. Uh, this week I am paying homage to the wonderful man in my old job who <laughs> asked me if I was Catholic and when I told him that I wasn't proceeded to say no no you are. <sighs> so much Catholic content and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Evangelistus for this week is a shout out to the man who told me that he knew me better than I knew myself when I told him that I was fine and he would not take that for an answer. I really am fine. Please stop asking me. A shout out is to Pizza Cone Man who was honestly at least in his 50s maybe in his 60s and thought that he could flirt with me um also call me so thanks for listening this week guys um hopefully we haven't ruined dating on you and destroyed all your hopes of ever finding true love um if you'd like to follow us on any of our social medias we're at not like the other girls on instagram at nltog underscore pod on twitter 
and for as Lucy likes to call them losers our email account is not like the other girls at gmail.com join us next week when we're gonna fall in love <laughs>